Welcome to the Day at Indy for May 19th, Sunday. We're done with qualifying, finally. Mental exhaustion, I think that has just been a universal joy for everybody that was here on Saturday and Sunday. Both those who made it in the show and were displeased with where they start come the 26th of May. Those who didn't make it in yesterday on Saturday sweated overnight. Some who made it in, some who got bumped. Hunkos Racing, Kyle Kaiser, our very first guest, he is sending Fernando Alonso home and the McLaren Racing Team home with a little unsponsored car that has no business of sending them home. But that's the beauty of Indianapolis. Whatever things we think are going to happen, whatever things are surefire parts of the script, (laughs) no. Uh, And so on that topic, it is 10.07 p.m. Sunday night. It would take me two or three hours to do my best to run down all the things that happened, all the thoughts and observations, and that sure as heck is not happening tonight. Uh, I also would have lost a $100 bet to Robin Miller had I accepted it. When I told him earlier today, no matter what happened, I was going to be out of here by 8.30, make sure that I was in my hotel room by 9 to watch the Game of Thrones series finale. He whipped out a $100 bill because he's a degenerate gambler and has money like that on him at all times and said, I will bet you $100 you will not be out of here by 8.30. And, well, again, I'm very thankful I didn't take him up because I'd be $100 short right now. Long story short, though, there's no way I'm going to be able to break all this stuff down tonight. So we're going to do that tomorrow. And so what I would recommend is if you have questions, I know that's normally the format for the week in Indy, and we will probably hold some of those for the week of Indy. Week at Indy. Week in Indy? Week in Indy car. I don't even know. You can tell. I sound drunk, but I'm not. Send me those questions on the good old Twitter or Facebook. Use the hashtag day at Indy and I'll do my best to answer however many I can tomorrow when I'm back on Monday following Kyle Kaiser from the mighty Hunkos racing team we have another giant Slater Slater again I'm not editing this I'm just going to keep it in giant Slayer that being Ben Hanley and Elton Julian from the Dragon Speed team (sighs) amazing stories from them as well so by coincidence we have the two smallest teams punching the highest above their weights and doing rather amazing things to get into this field so got those two clips here for you that i hope you enjoy and i definitely want to say thank you once more to cooper tires to the justice brothers and to torontomotorsports.com for making this all possible so off we go with our man kyle kaiser a very happy kyle kaiser and then we will roll from him directly into the Dragon Speed Duo. And then you'll hear some outro music, and it fades away. And that means send me your questions, and we will look forward to speaking to you tomorrow, May 20th, on the Day at Indy. Kyle Kaiser, I wish you were able to hear the reaction of all the fans of you... Not just making the show, but folks realizing what you did and who is going home as a result of... This isn't David beating Goliath. This is David getting his hands on weapons of mass destruction. This is nuclear, David. Tell us about this, man. 
yeah, this is this has been probably the most emotional 48 hours of my entire life. I, you know, if you would have talked to me a couple of days ago, I mean, I making the show was one thing, but just getting this team together and being able to put that car together was the first uphill battle. And those guys worked so hard. I couldn't ask anything more of them because they gave every last bit of what they had. And all, all I wanted to do was go out and give my best. And I'm just very, very fortunate that our best was good enough to get us in today. So this call that Ricardo made, which I wrote a story about and said, this is the ballsiest gamble you could. So you and five other drivers are already at the deep end. I mean, you can sink. It's so easy for anyone to sink, not make it onto the final row. Ricardo says, hey, recovering from the crash, everyone is exhausted. We are starting to make mistakes. We need to stop. Everyone go home. That's going to mean we do not make the one and only practice session Sunday morning ahead of the last chance qualifying. It's the right decision. Also could be that crucial forfeiting of time that makes you lose to the five others who get track time. Share some thoughts with us about that call and if there are any concerns about, man, now I'm playing behind even more potentially. Yeah, um, that really good point bringing that up because that was a big decision that played into that. And I think the big thing that played into that decision was mostly what we experienced yesterday with the engine getting hot and that being our biggest loss of performance in the day. And I think that yesterday, even knowing, yes, the guys needed a lot of sleep, we had a big team meeting, had all the guys in the garage, and half of them could barely keep their heads up and keep their eyes open. And when you're seeing that from your crew that's been given everything they have, knowing that that tomorrow's the biggest day, you got to send them home. And they, they wanted to stay. They would have stayed and they would have kept working. And they had to move the pit stand over. They still had more work to do. So get that done, send them home, get some sleep. Tomorrow's a new day. And after talking with all the engineers, they were confident that we're not going to run the practice session. We're not even going to try to run the practice session. That was never part of the plan. And we knew the weather was coming in, but we were expecting to go out either way. In your young career, right, we're talking 2017 Indy Lights champion, American kid, Californian kid, loving open wheel racing, Indy 500, meaning the world to you. When you went out for your qualifying run here, you didn't do it to knock out driver A, B, or C. You weren't doing it in a negative thing towards anyone. You were doing it in a positive direction for you. Give us some thoughts about being in the car, what you were feeling, knowing that if it went right, potentially there's some big names that aren't going to stay. I, it's That's a great thing to bring up because I was not thinking about the other three drivers. That's, a, that's very important. I wasn't going out there trying to bump anybody. It happened that we were the last ones to go out, so I knew exactly what I had to do and who was on the line. But that wasn't on my mind at all. I, I was aware of it, but my number one focus was just go out there and drive the four most perfect laps you could possibly drive, be on top of your tools, be in the moment. You know, I've had a lot of work um, with, with mental coaches about just focusing on the task at hand and performing when it counts. And I, I'm just very happy that I brought my best performance. But now at net, now that the kind of the dust is settled, you know, there's going to be a lot to um, a lot to report to, it seems like. So I, I really wasn't thinking about it in the moment, but after the fact, it's, it's been very surreal to think about. The only thing that I'm disappointed about, Kyle, is we have practice scheduled for tomorrow because otherwise you should be running out the door. Granted, it's a Sunday, but you should be buying every ounce of alcohol in the state and just losing your day. You should roll back up carb day smelling like liquor off of what you just pulled off. (laughs) Honestly, that's what I've been joking about. But all in all, I mean, this has been such a great effort. And what we will celebrate a little bit tonight, not with alcohol, but just getting everybody together and just having a having a little party it's it's my girlfriend's birthday too so we'll have a little birthday dinner for her and we'll celebrate that way but yeah back to work tomorrow
I'm happy to say we're back to work tomorrow. You are officially the best boyfriend in the world for delivering this as a gift, provided she likes racing. Let's close on this. And I'm not trying to overstate things. It's just Indy 500's been a big part of my life since I was six, seven years old. This is something folks are going to be talking about for decades to come, about the day this little sponsorless car from this team that had, frankly had no business, if we're just talking history, resources, I've looked at your background. I don't know if I recall seeing two-time Formula One world champion, but regardless, this is something folks are going to be talking about for decades. We're talking about 19 thousandths of a mile an hour difference between your average and Fernando's. I don't even know if I have a question. I'm just saying words. Yeah, no, I actually, that's my first time hearing the actual gap. I heard it was really tight, but that's, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, I, I think that that just epitomizes what Indy's all about. I, I couldn't, I had no idea whether I made it when I crossed our finish. Obviously, that's really, really close, but I had no idea. I, I knew it was going to be close. I was happy after the first lap to see, okay, we have a shot. You know, we're in the right mile per hour, and that gave me some hope, and I just executed as best I could. But when I came on the radio, I was, I didn't know what to feel. I said, did we make it? That's all I needed to know. And I just heard Tom Brown yelling, we got it, we got it. In a strange Scottish accent. It's a crazy you probably Scottish accent. I, couldn't, I, I didn't understand it, but I knew it was good. <laughs> and I just started bawling. I just cried. And my eyes hurt from crying so much from that lap. I could barely drive the car in. I was, I was just shaking. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. I'm reliving that moment now, and it's making me shake. It's, this place means the world to me. It's been something I've, I've been watching since I was a little kid, and I never, ever believed that we would be in a situation like this to be able to take somebody out as big as McLaren. But it's, it's bigger than that. This is, this is Indy, man. Well, we're sitting in front of the little team that could the spirit of evil couldn't evil didn't have to jump over snake river canyon but it kind of felt like it elton julian and yes, ben hanley uh i don't even know where to start this has been a week of i don't know where to start because it's just seemingly every story is batshit insane we have you guys who should be in a field of 36 qualifying 37th yeah. everything's brand new your four main crew members, crew chief, couldn't get into the country. Visa issues. You're, I'm not saying you're trolling the streets at night looking for mechanics, but, I mean. I wasn't far from it. Okay. This whole thing, though, is just. <laughs> so does he have a pulse? The whole okay, thing. Send him. This whole thing shouldn't have worked. And you're sitting here qualified for your first Indy 500. Ben, you're just like, I got a job to do. I'm going to do it. Did it. Sitting here, seeing if Fernando Alonso wants some espresso this morning or something, he's got to get in the show. James Hinchcliffe's got to get in the show, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Where do we start, man? I, the, I love this story. It's the best. I have, a, I have a question for you. How, it's the first time I've lived qualifying this way. How does this qualifying in general compare to years past? Because I've heard a lot of really positive feedback about the type of day the series had yesterday. I'm struggling to recall one. That was just so insane, cool. like it was. <laughs> and this, will they make it, won't they make it? Oh, these are some people who are struggling. I, I think IndyCar deserves some credit for tweaking their qualifying format yeah, seems like to it. give the potential for the drama that played out. Yeah, it's almost like a, another bump day. Absolutely not. So let's talk about your day yesterday, guys. What was the mindset rolling out in the morning? Practice? What are you thinking? I mean, I think we've been pretty steady the whole time. I mean, we talked earlier in the week and pretty progressive the whole way. 
we've generally gone forward, which has been really nice. Um, like Ben mentioned a little bit ago in the press conference, we had some issues. I think like a lot of people did on Friday. Yeah, it was really windy on Friday. So when we started to trim out, we started the morning a bit, a bit high on downforce and then started to trim and that coincided with the wind being crazy. Uh, so it was definitely not not a nice condition to try and set up the car for qualifying. So, yeah, we, we struggled a bit during the day on, on Friday. From your experience, Ben, higher downforce prototypes, junior open-wheel cars and such, you're accustomed to running light on downforce. You've, I mean, again, you've been through the whole gamut of setup options and having to deal with it behind the wheel. Compare for us at least your past experience and being here 230 miles an hour in a straight line, wind chucking the car around at times, balance shifts based minute by minute, cloud cover, humidity. What's it been like for you inside the car to wrap your head around and then adapt to this kind of insane dynamic? Difficult <laughs> is an understatement. <laughs> We've, you know, the small team, we're here on our own, so... We've just, like Ellen said, we've just been taking it steady and building up, building up our pace little by little, and it's I, it's easy to get frustrated here, you know. Like we just said, the wind blows a little bit, and it can be, you can stand outside and it's two and a half mile an hour wind, and you think it's nothing, but then that's five mile an hour difference at the end of each straight, and that that's that's a big difference. So that tiny bit makes big differences and I think that's what the engineer that came in John Dick he's helped us stay calm a little bit in those scenarios and that had a huge importance in our steady no, he's steady the ship for us I mean he's joined our existing core group you know and if you look at our stand five days ago six days ago about six days ago yeah um, if you look at the stand, it's you know Paul Thomas, myself, and John together debating as an open group. And John's been fantastic in listening to us as well, and listening to what we know. And you know, numbers don't lie, and it's a car going around the corner still. But then John's been able to add, yeah, but here, this works better if you do that. And we're like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> we've got to take his advice because all our experience is zero. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll do that then. You know, but I mean, at the same time, there's been times when he said, yeah, no, no, you're right. You know, so it's been a combination. It's been a combination of, of all of us. And I, I, I'm sorry, I said three of us. I should say four of us because Ben is every bit a part of that. You know, you'll see me jumping over the wall quite a bit because I relate a lot to the driver and try to translate a lot of what he's going through to the engineering side. So that's really how I live in that scene. But I still have a pretty strong opinion and a deep enough knowledge to look at a wiggly line and say, no, 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 no. That's happening because of that. And then John Dick can say, yes, but here. And then Paul will come in, who's very mathematical, and give him the numbers. So that's been, I think, made us quite strong. We'll just dance around here to a variety of places, which is kind of like our normal conversations. Mm -hmm. You mentioning the jumping off the timing stand or sit and talk with Ben about the car handling, setup stuff. You'd reminded Robin and I just a little while ago, you were bags packed in the air to make your Formula One debut yep. in 1993, right? No, uh, was I it think 94? it was 94. 90, I tested 94. Let's say 95 Samarina Grand Prix. 
share that story with us. And I, the, do I have to? Please. But the thing is, is we have. <laughs> I don't have a, a good day. I don't have a Formula One story. It's not a good ending. I don't race. I know. In the end, it's like the Titanic. But it does. You know, the boat sinks. It does help for folks to understand, though, that you're not just guy holding stopwatch, but actually, right? And I, I spent my first half of my life trying to be a racing driver, and had a bit of success. You know, had a bit of talent, and um, struggled with no money like most guys do, and went further than most with less. Wasn't enough to get me all the way there, but I ended up having a bit of a sports car career through it. So it was good, made a bit of living, uh, but uh, it just, I feel comfortable between the driver and the engineer. And I've never stopped learning on the engineering side. And the, the more qualified and the better quality people I've been able to hire, the more I've learned. So, no, I can't run the car by myself. Maybe I could. I've, you know, I've fancied it every now and then. But uh, I, like, I like my place in between the two. And with Ben, it's super easy because I, I feel like I understand him. Um, he's a chill dude, which is nice for me. And so that, that just works well. Walking up and down pit lane, as someone who used to do this on the crew and team side, I'm always just watching and observing how many people on the team, how heavily loaded is this timing stand versus this one. Right. Where are the provisions? Since this isn't NASCAR where they have limits of how many crew, you just look and see how teams are constructed not trying to pick on our friends at McLaren, but they might have, they have 50% of your, just by number, the amount of people on your team, they have on their timing stand. Wow. And that's phenomenal. Every team, you wish you had enough money to be flushed to just, right? I think I'd have a, a bigger timing stand, but not more people. Well, you'd have someone point. But not more people. Half of it <laughs> for you. Fall and off the side of the one we've got. Half of it would be a bar for you with someone pouring Stop your it. drinks. But anyways. Um, Is that allowed? I, I can't see why not. I'm new here. I just mentioned this because among the other things I appreciate about what you've achieved is by the numbers, you are not flush with an excess of crew members. You do not have... 37 engineers on the timing stand. This is, I'm not saying stripped <laughs> down. Spares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, this is a high quality operation. I'm just saying this is a fairly, this is kind of the acoustic version. This isn't yes, the full big this band. Is the little, uh, this is the stripped the down cafe. show. And yet, compared to some, again, who are here Sunday hoping to fight and get into the show, I'm sure you have an appreciation and pride for that as well, that you've been able to do something with less in terms of numbers, but not quality. Uh, the short answer is it's still about the people. It's, uh, it's about, that's where my leadership role comes in, is allowing people to have their space. You know, I, I do come from L.A. and I have a little bit of an industry background in Hollywood and stuff like that for family and friends and where I grew up. It's like producing a TV show or producing a movie. I'm the producer. You know, I get a director who's the engineer. I get a lead actor who's the driver. Now, we're talking to Hollywood or Simi Valley because they make two different kinds of movies in L.A. And one of them... We started in Simi Valley, but now we're, uh, we're in Hollywood. Close-on movies. Okay, I like <laughs> the sound of that. Uh, Marshall. But that's brilliant, though, because seriously, and again, I'm not blowing smoke here. I've just enjoyed standing around your pits and watching you guys do things. It's that, like you described, Ben. It's just chill. There's no yelling. There's no aggro. I don't there's allow it. If anybody's yelling, it's me. 
And I try not to. And yelling doesn't get you anywhere. No. You're only going to annoy people. Whoever you're yelling at, you're just going to annoy them. So. The rule is, you should never have to run. Should never have to run. Should never have to raise your voice. The boys get aggro with one another. All stuff happens. It's but like brothers me, and yeah, But you'll see me leap over the wall instantly and squash it. I don't allow it. I'm parenting. Let's talk about this aspect, guys. You guys here are the brand new team. Hey, come and meet the new kids on the block. For those who don't know Dragon Speed, don't know you, Ben, you guys are probably worn the F out because I can't count how many thousands of miles, dozens upon dozens of hours of racing you've done this year. 24 hours of this, 12 hours of that, 6 hours of this. Where were you last weekend? Halfway around the world in a sports car event. Now, again, we know that there are some changes crew-wise based on America's awesome visa policies, but (laughs) tell us about how that might play into what you've been able to do here, despite being new to this event. This is a fairly well-drilled operation coming in just from from sports cars. Yeah, like like we keep saying, you've got to trust the people you're working with. So we have that, and that's why we've kept the same group of people, because we all believe in each other. We all trust each other, so I trust the engineer to make the changes that I want and the engineer trusts me to give the feedback of what the car's doing is accurate and that's that speeds up the process of of chipping away at the lap time and of finding a little bit more speed we're race ready meaning we've done a lot of racing this year yeah you know we showed up to the first European Le Mans race and just blitzed it destroyed everybody we missed the prologue testing. We didn't do any winter testing with the P2 car. But what we'd done is we'd already done Sebring and Daytona. So if you watch, when I get to see the, the flow of the boys in the box and how everything is working, it's at a very high level. And, and what was cool, even though we had to add some new guys here, they just melted into our system. And every day they're getting better and better and better and people's roles are being, you know, they're starting to understand their roles. And, you get to the point where you don't need a language. Just body language is enough, and that's what, that's what we're accustomed to. So slowly we're getting back to that. Let's talk about, Elton, where this team has, I believe, taken itself just in the general awareness of the fans who are here, right? Ricardo Junkos, this is his third time here. Seeing him, this guy from Argentina came here with nothing in his pockets, living the American dream. I think he's been embraced very much, has a shop here in Speedway. Boy, does he have a shop. Right? <laughs> he's been embraced, showing this commitment and dedication to IndyCar and the 500. And folks didn't know you guys until a couple days ago, I'm guessing just overnight. What kind of reaction have you got? Either social media, team owners, drivers, fans? Are they starting to feel that you guys are not only doing something special, but now part of the community? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, from a, from a team side, and Ben can answer after from, from the driver's side, obviously the driver's the star when it comes to the media and the, and the fans. It should be. That's the whole point. Um, ben and, only and does this for the fame and glamour, by the way. Exactly. You can tell Definitely us not for the money. money. <laughs> um, <laughs> but His selfie game is on point. I'm just saying. It's nonstop. <laughs> exactly. But that's where he and I got kind of similar as well. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's really important for me. The, the thing that I'm focused on is, is, like I said earlier, was to got my foot in the door. I want to keep it there. 
and that was part of the reason we're you know t- kind of toning down some of the WEC stuff, at least no full time stuff in the WEC, um, so I can focus more on here in addition to our LMS stuff. So that, that's what's important, and and uh, and for Ben, just being here is special. So the Indy 500. If you'd have asked me five years ago if we're going to go and do the Indy 500, or have a chance to do it, you'd say no. <laughs> being realistic. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think maybe a question was asked would you do it? yeah of course I'd do it it's an amazing event and then it got asked again and then again Let's sh- he's talking about me <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then next thing you know it's like oh yeah we're going to try and do it and even then you're thinking yeah maybe he's, not he's not going to pull it off <laughs> <clears throat> and then we're here and it's yeah it's unbelievable so yeah it's it's unbelievable that we're here you know let alone, let alone qualifying straight into the race. It's a, it's a huge achievement. And, and I think people realize that it's a huge achievement because they know how tough the championship is. There's a big yeah. respect between the teams in the championship and the drivers in this championship of how tight it is and how difficult it is. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Mm. I, I'm, I mean, it's incredible. You've seen a lot. Every single crew has been, well, not all of them, <laughs> All the guys that are comfortably at the front <laughs> have been through to say high fives, unbelievable compliments to the crew, to, to, to everybody, from the tire guy to engineering. It doesn't matter. It's, it's I don't. For me, I don't. Sometimes I don't realize it. it's so focused on the on the target and the result. You just keep moving, and then others remind you of how important it is. Do your wife and kids? Does does the Father, the the Julian family in general, have they been able to onboard the meaning of this for you, having achieved what you did yesterday? It's still too soon. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my girls have grown up in racing. So when are you coming home, Dad? Mm. Or did you win? Because um, they don't like it when Dad comes home second because I'm <laughs> miserable. Um, second's probably the worst. Yeah. Because you're so close to winning. But um, I think... It's the name Indy 500. I mean, when I, met, when I met my missus, she didn't know anything about racing, which is what I liked about her. Apart from everything else I liked about her, but that was also cool. And, but even that, you know, she's got family members calling her that didn't care that we went to Lamar or where this or that. But this place, the name of this race is universally known by all. So if we're looking to next couple of days getting ready for the race itself where's your mind at in terms of priorities what do we need to do what is the thing you're pushing the team to do to have as solid a debut indy 500 as possible where do you set the expectations uh no the expectation is to execute clean and to finish the race at some point you know if we are able to stay on the lead lap for as long as possible that would be good uh, play our strategy right, but that's all part of the execution. So yeah, the, from the team, we don't do anything different than we always do, and then that's when it becomes just another race. Because if you do more, you make mistakes. And from Ben's side, I don't know his preparation is going to be what. Just trying to get the car more balanced in traffic and comfortable in traffic, because obviously we haven't done much of that. Been, yeah, we've not done much of that because we were learning the place and learning. What the car wanted, what and the car needed. It would have been trying to qualify. So to spend your time on yeah, race setups. Yeah, it would be so. unrealistic to 
and ignorant to think we're that confident to be able to just go out there in quality and do the job because like we keep saying it's it's super competitive so we were just focusing on the first thing which was getting into the race so now we can switch our focus to being in the race and for myself and setting up the car to to be to be good in traffic and and to give me a good confident yeah, baseline I'd have paid anything for this extra day mm. you know this extra day to just reset you know everybody showed up here that's been here and they know how to set up where to set up you know our fuel rig our timing stand stuff I just bought off a defunct team last week apologies for the explosion of volume here courtesy of the IMS media center from no particular reason gents so since we spoke last on the show Elton you announced you're making a deeper commitment to IndyCar, which you've touched on a little bit about reducing WEC. I mean, I have to imagine Jay Fry, Mark Miles, all the leadership are just really stoked to read that press release. I, I hope so, but that's not why we did it. Um, we're, we're springboarding off of what they've created, uh, and that's important. Um, you know, so if a lot of people say, yeah, we want a lot of new teams, we want to have new blood and stuff, but there's only so many spots. So I'm happy to have gotten in when I did. And that's the point. That's why I want to make the energy, put the energy in to stay. 